Two Ballaholics, the show for those who simply can't get up a basketball. I'm Sam. We got Ian once again on the show. What's you guys going doing? on, guys? Great to be back. And we have so much to talk about, Ian. It's been a while. I know it's been a minute. But since we were gone, the Dodgers won the World Series, beating the Rays. LeBron James, once again, he won the NBA championship. I believe we did a show after that. But we want to discuss for LeBron James who the biggest threat to LeBron mm-hmm. James is next year. And, of course, we'll touch on some NFL as well. Me and Ian will give our takes as, the, you know, the best team in the NFL. And I'll tell you right now, it's not the Bills. But let's just start off with baseball, Ian. What's right. your reaction on just Dodgers winning the World Series? All right, well, first, you know, obviously good for the uh, good for the, uh, for the the Dodgers. You know, happy for them. Clayton Kershaw deserved it. Uh, you know, the fact that they have you know, won the, the uh, uh, NL West, was it eight years in a row, I want to say? Maybe even seven. Maybe it was seven. Um, and they've been to the World Series multiple times in that span, losing every time. Uh, Clayton Kershaw has shown that he has previously to this year has been a kind of a liability in the postseason almost. This year, obviously not. He was considered – Maybe possibly World Series MVP. He did get two wins. Obviously, he didn't end up getting it. Corey Seager, deservedly so, gets it. Um, but what upsets me is I wanted a game seven. Obviously, everyone wants a game seven. I wanted the Rays to win the beginning, as we talked about in one of our previous um, episodes. But, um, yeah, what, what was upsetting, you know, was it the sixth inning? You know, Blake Snell dealing, has a shutout, and they take him out. Kevin Cash takes out Blake Snell, um, one of the best pitchers in baseball, had probably pitched – better in that game than he had all season um and that being said you know taking a pitcher out on the third rotation around typically you know analytically speaking is a good idea but that being said you got to think about really the context here right so you have Mookie Betts up who has been awful against left-handed left-handed pitchers Blake Snell's a left-handed pitcher and they put in Nick Anderson who is a heavy fastball pitcher who has struggled and Mookie is insane against fastball pitchers who are right-handed Obviously, he lets up a hit. They give up the uh, the lead. So, I, I understand maybe taking Blake Snell. I would let him pitch against Mookie and then maybe take him out. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. If you're going to take him out, don't put it in Nick Anderson, I feel like. I feel like that's probably the worst uh, uh, worst relief pitcher to put in, in that scenario. Um, you know, but the Rays are a good team with a cheap – uh, you know, a cheap, cheap contracts right now. So we'll see if they can, you know, continue the success. I, I'm interested to see kind of to see if Blake Snell wants to continue to play with a team that has continually, continually taking him out earlier than maybe he would like to be taken out just because of the analytical uh, aspect of, of uh, the Rays approach. And Ian, I remember seeing his reaction of getting taken out. He was not happy. And then yeah. if you looked at Mookie Betts, he was low-key just, like, so happy that he was getting taken out. He's like, okay, Blake Snell's out. He struck me out before. Yeah. He was really good. He had, I believe he only left two hits. He's like, now let me let me do the work. Let me put the work in because now Snell is out. I don't have to worry about that guy. And once again, just a horrific decision by Kevin Cash. And you saw it in game one. If you guys watched my radio show, I went on a huge rant because I did not understand Kevin Cash in game one. He kept in. He had the opposite problem. He kept in Tyler Glasnow for too long. But yeah. this time – he did the exact opposite and took out, obviously, you know, it's just, it's inexcusable. I think the first thing that the Rays have to do is take a good look and consider firing Kevin Cash. Now, I was rooting for the Rays as well. They beat the Yankees, so it's always cool knowing that you lost to the team that won the World Series. That obviously did not happen, but I'm happy for Clayton Kershaw. And I think Clayton Kershaw, he's, I always thought that he's gotten too much hate because he chokes. 
in the past. I get sometimes he has. But against the Astros in 2017 in the World Series, the people were yelling at him because he was choking. Meanwhile, what's his name? Jose Altuve and the entire Astros team had that cheating scandal. So they knew his pitches before he was even pitching. So you can't use that against Clayton Kershaw. I'm so happy for Clayton Kershaw, though. When you saw the Dodgers win that last game, you saw him just run out of the bullpen and just joy because now it's like a huge cloud that was hovering up, you know, over Clayton Kershaw because people say that he's the best player in the regular season and then he doesn't show up in the playoffs. Now that pressure is lifted. The pressure is lifted off of him, and now they can actually start enjoying themselves. I think this World Series for the Dodgers was going to be the hardest to win. Now that they have all won a World Series, I think now – in the future, it's going to be a lot easier for them to win games because that pressure's alleviated. So I'm so happy for the Dodgers. It would have been nice to see the Rays win. They were underdogs. They have one of the lowest contracts, like in terms of money, in the MLB. So I'm excited to see the Rays as a young team continue to be good, not better than my Yankees, and I'm happy for the Dodgers as well. Well, the Rays are better than the Yankees, as we saw this up. Uh, postseason yeah. doesn't really matter though. So yeah, you know, going forward, uh, the Dodgers obviously Clayton Kershaw is getting up there in age has declined a bit. Usually played well in the postseason, uh, especially more so the World Series, I guess. But you know, if you look at his production, it has dipped a bit. But now they have Mookie for twelve years, so you know it's going to be interesting how how they go forward with one of the higher payrolls in baseball, and especially one of those um, one of those heavy uh, contracts being Kershaw, who isn't a liability by any means. But going forward, there's a possibility that he is just not nearly worth the contract he received. Uh, he has received. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll be we'll, you know we'll keep an eye on that. I am a bit upset that both LA teams won, simply because it's like the L, people in LA are acting like they're like like in Minneapolis or Buffalo or Cleveland. Like no, you have eight different teams. Like we talk, you don't have this misery that other cities do. I you know I don't get it. You the spot, you the sunlight. You know it is what it is. got the beach. No yeah, like they're acting dogs. like they're they're, they're yeah. Titles. Yeah, they felt bad for for themselves for like two minutes when the Lakers didn't make the playoffs. So, but you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah, I know. I if, if you guys want someone to feel bad for, feel bad for me. Yeah. Feel bad for our teams. Feel bad for my beloved suffering Knicks. Ian Mills, I know your Bills are good this year, but in the past they've been tough. So feel okay. bad for the New York. We've had oh, we've had tough sports. We have the Knicks, the Yankees, which is a team I like. Got eliminated. And then the Jets, the Giants, we're not talking about NFL. We're not doing it. Yeah, the Mets too, yeah. Not right now. Mets, I know Steve Cohen officially yeah. bought the Mets. That's good. He's willing to spend more money on players, hopefully. So we'll Yeah, we'll see. Yes, yeah, so that maybe the rivalry would be better with the Yankees. It won't be. The Yankees will be the best team. They'll beat the Rays. I know the Yankees. Well, the Blue Jays are winning the AL East. Garrett Cole, we'll see. Hey, Blue Jays are winning the AL East next year. Oh, stop. You need to pass the Rays first. Can't wait. Rose Arena. Bring them on. That. Yeah, Randy's good insane. Yeah, good, good luck with that. Let's get good luck with that. Uh, Another note, let's talk about the NBA. Obviously, LeBron James won his fourth NBA championship, trying to get close to the MJ. Ian Mills, in order for LeBron James to win the two-peat, which team do you believe poses the biggest threat to LeBron AD? Well, I mean, it's – I think it's – certainly a team in the West, regardless. I mean, we could probably talk about, you know, Giannis getting help or, or uh, the Heat. I don't think the Heat are going to uh, are gonna improve this year. I mean, with Jimmy Butler and Goran Dragic getting older, I think that's kind of – this was probably their year of being like, you know, we're insane, whatever. It is what it is. Maybe I'm being no the way. Heat. No, 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 no. What? But my point is, my point is, is 
Uh, I think it'll be a team in the West because just how sacked is. I think if the Clippers can move Paul George, move Paul George, get some assets in return, uh, and maybe just play better in the in the in the postseason, I think they're a big threat. But honestly, honestly, the Warriors are the biggest threat right now. Listen, they are. I mean, last year, obviously, with you know Clay and Steph Curry out, um, they were awful. I mean, but the, now they have what is a second overall pick. Uh, which they very well could trade, maybe package Draymond, get rid of his contract with, you know, another superstar, a third superstar to go with Steph Clay. Uh, and then, you know, you still have Andrew Wiggins' contract that he played pretty well on a really bad team last year. So, again, another team, uh, a bad team, might want to take on that contract that uh, is, well, you know, willing to to take on the money in order to just maybe see if he's still worth the number one overall pick. So, for me, I mean, you still have Steve Kerr as your coach. Uh, I think Steph Curry off a year of rest, Clay Thompson off mostly a year of rest. I mean, you're going to see probably them being just, just kind of playing like the ferocity they did uh, before they had KD. Um, not that they were bad with KD. Obviously they were amazing, but they were even potentially better without him, uh, at least from a regular season perspective. So I think for me, you know, maybe a sleeper is the Warriors just because I think most teams kind of laid down to the Lakers this year, didn't really give them too much of a fight. So and I don't expect that to change much uh, without a new team kind of uh, throwing their hat in the ring. First, I need to correct you because you made a, you made an egregious mistake saying the Miami Heat aren't going to contend anymore because they're too old. Yeah, Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson and Ben Adebayo, they're too old. And Jimmy Butler, you don't think he has a couple of years left? And also, you don't think that they have a max spot in next year to law a big-time superstar free agent? Yanis Tetacupo, maybe. Knock on wood, I hope he doesn't because I hope he goes to the Knicks because I'm a beloved suffering Knicks fan. Maybe, but the Heat are not going anywhere, but they are not my team at the same time. They need to add another spot to, to get back to the finals this year. That's what I'm saying. Well, yes, and that's where I was going with it because I agree okay, with you. Yeah, yeah. But the Brooklyn Nets, obviously, Kyrie and Kevin Durant. Time out. Can I just tell you guys, because I know we're all happy about LeBron James and AD winning the championship. We love that LeBron has four. I'm going to name some players right now that were not – at all in the bubble. Ready for the scene? It's a crazy list of superstars that did not play in the playoffs. We got Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, Steph Curdy, Clay Thompson. Um, they, he, LeBron didn't play Kawhi Leonard or Paul George. So you see all these superstars that LeBron James didn't have to play to win the NBA championship. If you think that though, he's not going to play those players at all next year, you like you, you got to be drug tested or something because it's ridiculous how many superstars LeBron James didn't have to play in order to win. The Brooklyn Nets are going to be a contender in the East, no doubt, with the Miami Heat. I also think that the Bucks are going to fight back with Giannis. But even in the West, you have the emerging Denver Nuggets and Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. Put some respect on those people's names. And then, of course, the two big teams, in my opinion, I'm going back and forth. Ian, you said the Golden State Warriors with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. I'd probably say them too because you said, you know, you said the Warriors – I'll cover the Clippers for a sec. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, Lou Williams, Patrick Beverly, that Los Angeles Clippers squad is a team to be reckoned with. And maybe if, like, in terms of standings, the Lakers are the best team, I still might say the Lakers are better than the Clippers. In terms of strictly matchup-wise, Kawhi Leonard is LeBron James's kryptonite. Kawhi Leonard, in those games in the regular season, the Clippers won 2-1, to one, I believe. Christmas Day, Kawhi Leonard put the clamps on LeBron. The first game of the regular season last year, Kawhi Leonard put the clamps on LeBron James. Then you got Paul George. You have Lou Williams, Sweet Lou. You got Patrick Beverly. You have that team, Marcus Morris. This team didn't take 
their opponents seriously this season because they're always resting. Kawhi Leonard's always resting. They're always resting. They didn't really care that much. This Clippers team is not playing around next season, Ian. They're going to try hard. They're going to play to their potential because they did not do so last season. I expect them to give LeBron James really lots of trouble next year in the postseason. I still say the Warriors are the biggest threat. I think that's our honorable mention. But the Los Angeles Clippers are a major threat to LeBron James repeating. Yeah, I like the I like the hiring of Ty Lue. I think Doc Rivers, you know, I think in basketball you can't have a coach for too long unless you're like a Greg Popovich type. You know, sometimes it just gets stale. So I like the hiring of Ty Lue. Uh, I think the Clippers certainly have at least an edge to Omen. And I think they do have to remake their roster a little bit. I, I think they can't c- come in with the same exact team expecting uh, better results. Uh, that being said, I do think, you know, Kawhi with, with a, another chip on his shoulder, I'm willing to bet that he's, uh, you know, he's, he's ready to be competitive with LeBron. Exactly. And that's the thing. I think that Kawhi Leonard, he doesn't fare great as being the guy that beat. He, he fares better when he's the underdog. People aren't really talking about him. And he, got, he has everyone right where we want right where he wants us because everyone's talking about LeBron James is going to be the favorite or Golden State or perhaps Brooklyn. And people aren't talking about Kawhi Leonard in the Los Angeles Clippers. This is happening over and over again. This is history. History repeats itself. And like you said, I like Tyron Lue as the head coach hire. I'm not saying that he's a better mind than Doc Rivers in terms of coaching schemes, but I would say that that team lacked accountability. I don't think Doc Rivers held Paul George and Kawhi Leonard accountable. There were reports that Kawhi Leonard would be late to practice constantly and Paul George was also entitled, and that really angered the other players on the Clippers, like Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell and those role players. So I do believe they need a new face. They need a new leader, a vocal leader. I believe Tyron Lou will be that vocal leader. Yeah, also Paul George's uh, – uh, or Doc Rivers' daughter and, and Paul George will no longer be in the same city, which is probably good good for that relationship. So we like to see that. But What's going on there? What, what's oh. going on? Paul George, Paul George dated Doc Rivers' daughter and cheated on her uh, with a stripper. Did you know that? Really? I had no idea. When was this? Uh, this was two years ago, I think. Something like that. Wow. Maybe that's before he was on the Clippers. Maybe Doc Rivers was like, I can't, I can't do any, I can't discipline this guy. I can't go after him because he has his on me. Yeah. Well, that that could be. Maybe that. Maybe that's why I got fired. You never know, Ian. You never know. But. I I don't know how they work together for whatever a year or whatever. That's insane. That makes no sense. I guess. Yeah. I mean, people. We hear reports all the time about players not getting along. Obviously, Kobe and Shaq had their beef, and Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert had some beef earlier in the past couple of months. But that that's just that's taking it too much. That's 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 going over the line. I think. I don't know how I would do that. I don't know, I don't know how you would do that. But let's go on. Let's stop talking about the NBA. Let's stop talking about Doc Rivers and Paul George and that affair going on over there. Let's talk about the NFL. Ian, I want to hear your number one team in the NFL right now at this very moment. The NFL right now, I think it, in terms of leagues, is, is probably the most field of parity, right? And in the NFL, you can't simply be insane on offense. We see that with the Seahawks almost every year. They are an incredibly talented offense. Right now, obviously, with Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, and Russell Wilson. But what happens? They lose to what I think is kind of an average team, uh, in the Cardinals, simply because they can't stop anyone. And because of a few small uh, turnovers by, by Russell Wilson, obviously that cost them the game, right? So there's really no margin for error on a, with a team like the Seahawks. That being said, you know, I want to look at a complete team, a team that has a really good offense, but also has a defense that can at least, you know, stop someone, right? So, and then obviously there's three aspects of the game, including, uh, you know, special teams, kicking, returning, whatever. 
I think the team that encapsulates this the best, and this is a pretty easy pick. This isn't, you know, I'm not going to blow anyone out of the water with this, but the Chiefs. I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, yeah, exactly. No, the Kansas City Chiefs are obviously winning the Super Bowl last year. Uh, lost to the Raiders, uh, so one loss this year. But, you know, it, you know, losses happen. You're not going to go undefeated. It's only happened once. There's only one undefeated team left in the NFL being the Steelers, who, you know, have play, played a relatively easy schedule outside of the Titans. Um, so, you know, I, I think just if you look at the Chiefs as a whole, obviously adding Le'Veon Bell, I don't think does as much as, as maybe people are thinking. But Clyde edwards Hilaire is the real deal. You got Tyreek Hill. Sammy Watkins is hurt right now. When he comes back, I'm sure he'll, you know, fit right back into that uh into that receiving core and then their defense you know it's not great but it's at least average it's far better than the uh seahawks and i think it's one of those defenses that kind of goes under the radar and people think it's bad simply because of how good the chief's offense is which it is really good i think if pat mahomes um you know doesn't get hurt and i hope to god he doesn't get hurt this season he did last year a little bit i think if the chiefs um are healthy throughout the rest of the season i think they will have the best uh best record in football um you know, I think in the NFC, it's kind of filled with a bunch of teams that are beating up on each other. So, you know, a bunch of teams that will probably end with like 12 and four records just because they lose to one another. Um, so, I, you know, for me, I think the Chiefs right now are, are certainly the best team in football. Yeah, if you go by the regular season metric, it has to be the Pittsburgh Steelers because obviously they're right. the most, you know, the last undefeated team in the NFL. I'm not going to do that. You can also go by the, the, the talent metric and say that the Bay Buccaneers are the best team because they have the most talent, Tom Brady. Then their run, running backs are stacked. They got um, LaShawn McCoy, obviously, who hasn't been doing too much, but we all know who yeah. he is. But Leonard Fournette also, you look at the tight ends, Robert Gronkowski. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't give – don't – Ronald Jones is the best running back on the roster, and it's not close. Put some respect to my boy Ronald Jones' name. Ronald Jones. I'll, I'll give Ronald Jones too. Not bad. I'm just naming everyone. I'm going, I'm going down the line. I'm talking about Mike Evans. I'm talking about – uh, Marcus Goodwin, bro. They signed Antonio Brown, who I'm not saying. Look, I know we don't like him. I know he has those issues. He has those temper issues, Ian. But listen, in terms of talent, in terms of talent with wide receiver core, he's one of the most talented, if not the most talented wide receiver right now in the NFL. So I think you gotta put more respect on Antonio Brown's name because of his talent. But look, I have to say, a best team in the NFL right now. I'm gonna agree with you, Ian. I'm gonna agree with you, Ian. I, I want to hear you first because you want to say something back to me. I know. I know I got you angry. I invigorated you. Well, so well, first off, you tell me to put respect on Antonio Brown's name, who hasn't played in a year and a half. Um, and you know, whatever he's he is still he's still incredibly talented. Obviously, he hasn't talented. seen he hasn't seen the field in a year and a half. So we'll see how he ends up actually playing. Uh, but you got to respect on Chris Godwin's name. You called him Marquise Goodwin. Uh, you're, you're, Chris you're Godwin. Chris Godwin. You're giving disrespect to the Bucks. Um, you know he's probably their second best receiver, one of the best receivers in the Chris NFL, uh, at least uh, statistically speaking, from last year. Um, but you know, I think the Bucks are a good team. I think they have a really good defense. I think really it's going to end up being how good is Tom Brady still, and he has shown that he is an incredible football player. So I mean, he still throws the ball extraordinarily accurately. One of the better players. Uh, I mean, he he looks like he's playing like you know from ten years ago. So. I think going down the line, um, Bucks had a quick uh, a couple losses early on in the season because Tom Brady wasn't looking like himself. So we'll see, you know, if this Antonio Brown experiment actually works out because, you know, there is a chance he he does ruffle ruffle some feathers in the, in that locker room and, and and ruin some chemistry. In that case, they would just cut him almost immediately, and, and the experiment would be over. But, uh, you know, I I think they're a very good team. I think they're better than than their record 
shows. Um, but still, I, I think the Chiefs are, are a superior team. But I don't think they're blowing anyone out of the water um, in that regard. Here's what I'll say in terms of the Antonio Brown experiment. I think if it's going to work somewhere, he has to have the respect. He has to be able to respect the QB. He couldn't do that in Pittsburgh quite with Ben Roethlisberger. I think he will do it with Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. I think that that the respect will work. Now, again, I think the Chiefs are the best team in the NFL. Like yourself, I agree with you. I think they have one of the best regular season records right now, and they're also playoff tests. We saw them last year win the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes is sensational, absolutely sensational. Probably the best QB right now in recent history. The best QB right now, undoubtedly. And he's making his way up to being one of the greatest QBs to ever play the game of football with his non-conventional style of play. So I think they're the best. They have Tyree Kill. They have a complete team, Travis Kelsey. I think the Chiefs are the best team in the NFL. Sleeper team. Sleeper team real quick. The Bills. Buffalo Bills. Buffalo I don't Bills. want to hear the Bills. Hear the Bills. No, they'll be, they're, they're not the best team, but they're sleeper. I, I, they'll, they'll get into the playoffs. You know, um, sleeper team, the Giants? Jets? Uh, yeah, what what I, Giants are actually what a, ga- a game out of the playoffs right now, right? Game out of out of the division lead, which just shows how bad the division is. But are they know. actually? Yeah, the 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 NFC East is led by the Eagles at two four and one, and then the Giants are what one in five, one in six. That's possible. That yeah, so they're same they're possible in it. Yeah, I mean, they're still technically still technically all the teams in the NFC are, NFC East are still alive. Just. I, I don't think there's a – I think the Cowboys are, are last place, like a, a game and a half out right now. So, it's it's not – you know, it's tightly contested, but with a bunch of really bad teams, so. Yeah, I mean, I mean, as as the great Justin Bieber once said, never say never. So, may, maybe, the Giants, maybe the Giants will make it in the playoffs. Maybe they'll win the Super Bowl. Who knows, man? Maybe they'll beat the, they'll beat the Bucks. They'll beat the Eagles. You know, the Eagles, obviously, maybe they'll beat the Bucks. They'll beat all those, you know, great teams. We'll see. Yeah. All right, guys. Appreciate you guys joining us and watching this episode. I do. I, I think. I think we we both agree. Chiefs best team in the NFL. Bills yeah. not so much. No, Maybe Bills. Are, Bills are sleeper. Don't sleep on the Bills. Hey, Bills. Bills. Uh, Bills are winning 30, 30 to seventeen this week against the Patriots. Uh, book it. Put your money they on. Haven't been playing well. They they've been slacking on it. They've been slack. Cam Newton's been slacking. So we'll see. We'll see if the Patriots get better. We'll see. Josh Allen, five touchdown game this week. Calling it right now. All right, guys. Place You hear that? Place your bets on Josh Allen, five touchdowns this week. Anyway, thank you guys for joining us and having a nice day. Thank you, guys. Peace.